Hey guys, welcome to I Hope They Hear This. And today, I hope that the people in charge of the DCEU hear this. So I'm going to preface this episode by saying that I am a comic book fan. Or more accurately, I am a fan of the comic book stories. Um, comic book superheroes and characters. Because I, I can probably list... I can count on my hands the amount of comic books I've actually read, but um, I'm more of a fan because of the animated series that I watched growing up, um, like Spider-Man, X-Men, and the, the Batman animated series. Just even as like a college student, or I want to say late high school into college, um, like the Justice League animated series, Justice League Unlimited. Like I still, I still watch those, and so um, these characters, um, I hold dear to my heart, and I like them. Um, and not just DC, like MCU, like the the Marvel universe as well. And so the MCU, I'm a big fan of. I'm not one of those either. You're DC or Marvel. You can't be both. No, I enjoy a good story and interesting characters wherever it comes from. And so with the DCU specifically, um, what I want to talk about is why I'm so disappointed and what I think they can be doing better. Only because I feel they have the potential to do better than the MCU. And I, I know that's a controversial thing to say that, you know, somehow the DCEU could do better than the MCU. The reason I say that is because all of the superheroes in terms of copyright, um, Warner Brothers owns, right? They have it all in-house. They can and have used the most popular characters. Whereas the MCU, when they first started off, they are their most recognizable and um, popular superheroes. They were all owned by different entities, right? Uh, Sony had Spider-Man, Fox had Fantastic Four and X-Men. So uh, the MCU was built with far less potent ammunition, um, yeah, far less content, right? Like they kind of had to build from the ground up. Like Iron Man, I, I knew of Iron Man only because he made an appearance in uh, the Spider-Man um animated tv show but most people i feel like didn't really know who iron man was captain america maybe from those like cheesy uh 70s tv show hulk for sure um but even hulk i think is owned by a different uh different studio actually i'm not sure about that um but even hulk though he was introduced into the mcu later right in the avengers Actually, no, I take that back. No, he had the Incredible Hulk was a movie. So, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they had the Hulk. Uh, they had someone recognizable characters like Captain America, Thor. But my point, besides, my, my point is that their most, their heaviest hitters, like Spider Man, X Men, uh, Fantastic Four, they were not at their disposal. But despite that, the MCU was able to create this, and so far, 10 year 
long run of movies that have uh, as a whole been generally really well received, right? And so you would expect that the DC uh, camp, right, with arguably even more popular characters like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, that they would be able to do amazing things because they, they already have a step up. They have all their characters in-house in the same place. They don't have to worry about licensing issues and all that. But they they messed it up. And it's it's just so disappointing to see how bad they've been doing so far. So I, I know the DCEU has been around for a while. And the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this now is because the Aquaman standalone movie came out recently and it it's been doing pretty well. Like I, I watched it. It was pretty fun. It was entertaining. Um, it wasn't as good as Wonder Woman, but it was definitely a good time, right? And commercially too, I think it's doing very well. Um, so I want to talk about why the DCEU, their standalone movies are doing better than their team-up movies like the Justice League or, or Suicide Squad. And before I get into the whole universe, I want to kind of pick on Suicide Squad right now because it just, at the time, I think I was in denial as a DC fan. I just kind of tricked myself into thinking, oh, it was an entertaining movie. It's good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And commercially, it did pretty well. Um, but if I'm being really honest and think about what that movie was, it's it was a huge disappointment. And before I go any further, this is my spoiler alert warning. I mean, it's been out for, for a while, so if you haven't seen it yet, I'd feel like you probably don't want to watch it. But whatever. Regardless, this is your warning. So if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, then stop listening because I will be revealing some plot points that might spoil the movie for you. But so my issue with the Suicide Squad was it was so transparently an attempt by the executives to make money versus telling a story that made sense to the characters that it was about. Right. Because if you kind of pull apart the elements of the movie, it, it has this world like humanity ending threat at the end in the form of Enchantress and her brother with a dysfunctional team that despite their differences band together to uh you know save the world but i mean it worked for the avengers right the avengers there were different superheroes with their own different styles and their they had personality differences they didn't like each other at, at first but they they at the end they overcame all that they became a team and and they defeated the army um, that Thanos sent, or I guess Loki sent, um, to, you know, save the world. And, you know, the main character, Iron Man. Avengers, I would, at least the first one, (laughs) I would say that Iron Man is is the main character. Um, But he ends up, you know, sacrificing himself um, or, you know, doing something that was very risky to the point of him almost having to have sacrificed himself to save the day, right? And all those elements are present in Suicide Squad. Like it did, I think the, the 
DCEU executives watched it and said, hey, let's do all of that, but put it into the Suicide Squad. And I think that right there just shows how disconnected they are from the actual movie going. I don't want to say the whole movie going, movie watching group, but at least for comic book fans, like no one would want that in a Suicide Squad movie. And one particular part in the movie where Will Smith's uh, character Deadshot, like throughout the whole movie, he's painted as this villain who's doing all these bad things for his daughter, right? To give him that element of likability, right? Although Deadshot isn't typically a likable character, um, but that's of course because they, you know, casted Will Smith in that role. They need him to be likable, right? So to add that element, he's doing everything like all of his like the main core of motivation for everything he does is for his his daughter who lives with a drug addicted mother right but and so at the end when near the end when Harley Quinn is being rescued by Joker and they're flying away and Amanda Waller tells Deadshot to kill her to kill Harley Quinn and if you do you know, I'll give you freedom and like whatever you want for your daughter. Like for a villain to hear that, a villain like Deadshot, it would have been, you know, no contest. Like it should have been because they haven't been a team for that long at this point in the movie. Like they've only known each other for a few hours. And at, at this particular part, it's not even like they're like super friendly with each other. Right. Like the... They haven't gone through enough adversity together to really have, like, melded them together. But despite that, for some reason, Deadshot purposefully misses and gives up, like, salvation for him and and his daughter. Why? Why would a villain suddenly become morally upright and feel the sense of camaraderie with other like psychopaths and criminals for for no reason. Like it just doesn't make sense for, for the character to do something like this. I think made absolutely no sense from a movie executive standpoint, just to, you know, it's just to say that I understand it. It, it gives the audience like an illusion of character development. Right. Right. So I, I can kind of see why they did it, but I, they just, didn't understand Suicide Squad enough to know that that makes no sense in the context of this movie. And the whole climax, right? I mean, the entire conflict of the movie of, you know, Enchantress and her brother creating this massive machine to wipe out humanity. It makes no sense in a world where Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman exist for the government to have to use criminals to overcome this threat like absolutely no sense why superman can hear everything he he would have just turned on the tv he would have seen what was going on and he would have flown over there in a second why like there's why would deadshot harley quinn you know joker's girlfriend with absolutely no superpowers like why would they be the people addressing this instead of established superheroes who kind of do this on a daily basis, right? That, again, is just 
the movie executives trying to take this kind of typical storyline of uh, a band of misfits coming together to overcoming a crisis into a story that, you know, it shouldn't have been a part of. Like, it, it just, alone by themselves, maybe they make sense, but in the Suicide Squad story, it makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. And it was sad because, like, these characters, although they're not as recognizable as, you know, Superman and then the heroes, like, it was the first time that a story would have, a movie story would have revolved around the events and actions uh, of, of supervillains. And, like, they could have done something, like, they could have portrayed them as kind of a black ops team doing shady things for the government that, you know, normal superheroes wouldn't do. And that would have been a great movie, right? Like, this movie, it makes no sense that they did what they did because Superman should have been handling it already. But in a better Suicide Squad movie, if they're, you know, going to a different country to steal intel to, you know, for as a part of, like, the U.S.'s defense, you know, strategy or something like that, like, that makes sense, right? Like, Superman wouldn't do something like that. Although he's an American hero, he's... Morally, he's too perfect to do something like stealing. Batman might do that, but I mean, why Why would he need to, right? Like, he's not going to... There's not really ever a chance for someone like Amanda Waller to get leverage over Batman. So it wouldn't make sense for Batman to do something like that either. But, like, you have leverage over these criminals. And criminals do criminal things. So use that to make them do criminal things so that they can, you know just deny that they were government operatives in case something goes wrong. And in fact, Amanda Waller actually says that in the movie, like we can throw them under the bus if, if something goes wrong. Why would you need to throw a group of people trying to save the world under the bus? Right? Just, there's no reason to. And throughout the, and another thing that kind of makes me frustrated is throughout the movie, they do things that is supposed to elicit like an emotional response but they completely fall flat on their face. So the whole whole reason, like all, why the Suicide Squad members are doing anything that Amanda Waller tells them to do is because they have these bombs implanted in their neck, right? And there's a character called Slingshot. I don't even really know who he is, what his specialty is. I mean, I guess like lassos. He shoots lassos and he can like do like a, a grappling hook kind of thing. I don't know. Cause you, and you don't know because almost as soon as he's introduced in this movie um, to prove that the stakes are high and real, Amanda Waller, like they have this character slingshot try to escape and Amanda Waller kills him, right? But like I think what I think what they were trying to do is showing the audience, yeah, this there is an actual threat here. There is um, the the stakes are really high, right? But. Like, no one cares if he dies. Like, no, nobody cared if he... Like, he was part of, like, the promotion of the movie, but he was literally in the movie for, like, three seconds. You could have developed him a little more, but you didn't have time because you're trying to develop all these characters at once. And this is a good segue into out of just 
bashing on Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, and into my real like critique of the DC EU as a whole. But be- before I get into that, um, I just realized that I've been calling the character Slipknot, Slingshot. Yeah, Slipknot is the actual name. But I mean, I think that proves the point. He's such a forgettable character that I didn't even realize that I was saying his his name wrong. But but anyways, so DCEU, right? Why did you jump the gun so fast in terms of putting together like a team up movie? Um, like with the Avengers in the MCU, the four main characters in that movie, they already had a movie beforehand. Like, and the characters were developed to a point that none of that needed to be done in the Avengers movie. Like they didn't need to waste any time introducing who these characters were because they were already introduced. And it was really easy to just having watched those standalone movies go into the Avengers. And you were more excited about it because, um, they were main characters in these separate movies, but they're teaming up finally. And that, that's what's exciting about these team-up movies, right? But Justice League, really the only... Yeah, really the only two characters that they introduced was Superman and Wonder Woman before Justice League came out. Actually, I hope I'm not getting my timeline wrong. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman came out before Justice League. But I'm not including Batman in that because he was already like a very jaded and old version of Batman in the Batman vs. Superman movie. It was actually, I think, based on the um, version of Batman that was in uh, Dark Knight Returns where he's like super old. He's like retired Batman who like comes back into the crime fighting scene because things get out of hand, right? Um, so that, that's the kind of Batman that they introduced to the DCEU. So the the movie creators just... I, get, I mean, it makes sense because there have been so many D, uh, Batman live-action movies before that they would you know, think that people are tired of that, so they would forego it. But the introduction to the Ben Affleck Batman was just this old mean guy. Um, in Batman vs. Uh, Superman. And Batman vs. Superman, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, there, there were issues with it, but I didn't think it was terrible. Um, but it was still too early to jump from just having introduced a few of the characters straight into Justice League. Um, introducing Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash. Like, just kind of out of nowhere to... And I don't... I trust that I don't need to get too far into why I didn't like Justice League because it was so critically and commercially a failure and a flop. But the reason why it was a failure and a flop is because DC spent no time trying to build the world. They were just trying to jump into the world um, headfirst. And they should have felt it in their wallets, right? With the critical and commercial failure that was Justice League. I'm sure. I know, and I I know that they did change course a lot. Um, so that's that was good to hear. But um, before they change course too much, I want to point at Wonder Woman 
and Aquaman. And use those two movies to prove that... See, these standalone movies, they pack enough of a punch to be critical and commercial successes. And that's really what they should have focused on. They, they shouldn't have focused on bringing, trying to bring these characters together so early because the thing about Aquaman that, I mean, the movie itself was good if you kind of remove it from um, the Justice League introduced universe, but because the Justice League exists already, having, you know, fought um, not Darkseid, what was it? Steppenwolf together? Like, I just didn't get why Aquaman wouldn't have, you know, called them for help when the world was in danger with Orm trying to like, oh, I'm sorry, this spoiler, spoiler alert for Aquaman. So fairly recent movie. So this is an actual spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just keep it generic. Yeah. When Aquaman had this kind of world ending threat. Maybe not quite world-ending, but this potentially catastrophic uh, threat to um, certain parts of humanity. Um, why wouldn't he call Superman? Okay, I can kind of understand why he... Well, maybe even... like, Why wouldn't he call Batman? I'm sure Batman has a bat submarine. Right? Superman, Cyborg, Flash. Like, he knows all these super-powered people are out there, but he... He decides to tackle this on his own. I, there are parts of it where you might be able to convince me because of you know the underwater aspect and his like place in the royal lineage and all that kind of stuff. Why he chose to do it by himself, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a solid enough argument as to why he wouldn't, you know, at least try to get help from other people like i feel like certain parts of the story he would have aquaman could have avoided a, a lot of heartache and obstacles if he said hey flash you want to come help me with this or hey cyborg uh you want to come here with me and help me handle this so that's the issue with having a team-up movie and then thinking that you can backtrack and create these standalone movies and MCU, I'll take that as an example. Like, The Winter Soldier, although I think that might be my favorite... Uh, so Captain America 2 Winter Soldier, that might be my favorite MCU movie, but it kind of didn't make sense um, that Captain America... A, a little bit, maybe, but... Be, yeah, a little bit, maybe, because he didn't know who to trust. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like after having gone through the events of Avengers, I, I would have called up, like, the Hulk or you know, Iron Man or someone to help him, but he decides to tackle it on his own. And even Iron Man 3, why did Tony do all that by himself? Why wouldn't he call, you know, Thor, super-powered man, to come help him? And, and that's why I, I think they realized that. And moving forward, like, with Captain America 3, pretty much the entire cast of the Avengers, the the ones that were still on Earth, were were included, right? And with Thor Ragnarok, the only reason why, you know, the other Avengers aren't there is because no one knows that they're there and they have no way of communicating with them. So they played with the storylines to either make sure that the characters are all there together or there's a reason why they can't be, right? 
so they they handled that well but so early into the beginning of the DCEU they can't do that they they already said oh this is the justice league so after the justice league is introduced you can't go back and say batman's going to you know face villains who might you know destroy gotham by himself with his limited abilities right it it only it's only interesting if batman does those things because it's the best that he can do but like if the joker's running around causing havoc he could just call superman and superman could just swoop him up right then and there right it doesn't it doesn't make sense so i and i spent a fair amount of time um poking holes at the strategy that DCEU elected to employ. But let me get on a more optimistic tone and and give my take on how they might be able to right the ship that's been so erroneously steered. Stirred? Steered. So despite all the things that have gone wrong, I, my inclination wouldn't be to say you need to scrap the entire DCEU and start from the beginning because Wonder Woman was so great and because Aquaman did so well. I think the ways that the ship could be righted is by using the many alternate realities that the DCEU has because they have the multiverse, right? They have the ability to visit other realities. Um, and they can, I think, um, although not ideal, I think they can transport the things that worked and to a different universe so that, you know, with Ben Affleck leaving and Henry Cavill, Cavill Henry Cavill leaving in their uh, roles as Batman and Superman, respectively. Well, I, I think they did. I'm not sure. Uh, fact check me on that. But if, I mean, it, it definitely didn't seem like they were super eager to continue their roles in that, in those, uh, if, as a Batman and Superman. So even if they were to leave, I think if they, if the DCEU were to employ the multiverse concepts, they can still keep, you know, all the other characters like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Jason Momoa's uh, Aquaman and bring in other versions of Batman, other versions of Superman and keep this going. Like that's that's really the main advantage that the DCEU has. They can interchange people and just say, oh, this is a different universe person and we're going to this universe. And I think that might be the best bet as a consumer of this movie i mean you know to be honest i'm gonna watch these movies regardless i watched justice league i knew it was going to be terrible the moment uh zach snyder left and uh, josh whedon came in for reshoots i I knew it was going to be a mess but i still watched it so for people like me you put out a movie under the dcu umbrella i'm gonna watch it regardless but in order to attract more mainstream audiences i think they need to press this soft reset keeping all the things that worked but ejecting all the things that went terribly wrong um and yeah i think you got you got to put effort into world building not just thinking that 
throwing your big guns at the problem will just solve it just by the power of their popularity, right? Because that's what DCU essentially did. They just threw Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and they were hoping that it was just going to do well just because those characters are so wildly popular. But I think the approach needs to be, let's build these characters, let's develop these characters in interesting ways and bring them together so that there's a payoff for people who invested their time into you know, following these characters, right? So the MCU, Infinity War, wildly popular. Why? It wasn't because these characters were together in the single movie, but it was because of the journey that we experienced them going through and the investment emotionally and financially that we put into these guys because we're always paying, you know, to see these movies. So when we finally got to see the culmination of 10 years of story and world building, that was just a huge payoff just for, for the person experiencing it, the audience, audience experiencing it. I think the DCEU executives wanted that kind of reaction without having spent the time and effort to elicit that response. And that really, I think, is the biggest misstep that they had. So I hope that the DCEU executives hear this. Um, I hope that they take the, crit- crit- the criticism of their bad movies to heart, the praise of their better movies as uh, hope, and pray that they yeah, really think about how to make this work. Um, I'm not totally against a hard reset but i don't think that's necessary but yeah i think there's a lot of potential for the future and being that batman is my favorite comic book superhero of all time i really hope that the dceu can become competitive to the mcu um, because clearly right now they are not so yeah um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um if you guys agree or disagree um you you want to call me out on some of the things I said that might not have been true. Um, whatever it may be, if you, if you want to give me some feedback, um, you can e- feel free to email me. I think it's in the descriptions. Uh, so, so yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, see you guys next time.